0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to an episode of Winging It. We are now in season two Birds of Quarantine, and this is Tales from the Crypt episode. I'm Kendall Garrison.
1: And I'm Anna Jones. Kendall, can you imagine with me for a moment something quite intriguing? Imagine a bird who has desired to be recognized and identified his whole life. However, something has prevented such a thing from occurring, and that hindrance has been caused by the fact that this bird is virtually indistinguishable from another commonly identified bird.
0: Today, we will be talking about cryptic bird species, the invisible man of the bird world. So, for a little bit of background information, speciation is when a group of one species evolves into a different species because the separate group's DNA is just different enough that these groups mated, uh, they would not produce viable offspring. Cryptid speciation, however, is a type of speciation that occurs when a group of species are identical but cannot produce viable offspring. Cryptic species can go unnoticed for years after the speciation event first occurs because these different species look identical to human hives. Now it's important to know that they're only identical to the human eye. Birds are able to tell each other apart. (laughs) They go around completely undetected, right under our noses. Only after testing is done, scientists are aware of the separate species and go about classifying them. Researchers have begun to use methods such as interbreeding experiments and genetic analysis for finding cryptic species, leading to the increased amount of cryptic species discoveries today. Wow, Kendall, that is just
1: wonderful. Thank you so much for <laughs> defining cryptic species for us. And that, that's so amazing that, like you said, the birds can recognize each other. It's just us who have a really hard time distinguishing them from um, one another. Um, and something that is really interesting, Kendall, is that I was just reading about a bird in Borneo, actually, called the bull bull. And a situation similar to what you just described occurred in that the researchers discovered a white-eyed variant of the bulbul bull um, bird but um they just assumed it was the same bird because it just simply had different colored eyes so they said okay it's the same bird we just have a white-eyed variant of that bird however upon closer inspection and genetic sequencing technology it was discovered that the white-eyed bird was an entirely different species altogether wow that
0: definitely is interesting
1: who discovered the white-eyed bird and that's a great question, Kendall. Um, the white-eyed bird was actually discovered by Subir Shakya from the Louisiana State University Department of Biological Sciences um, and Sciences, and they published their findings in uh, the Bulletin of the British um, Ornithologist Club.
0: Hmm. Wow, oh, I really need to check out that bulletin. <laughs> Let's see, how did Dr. Shakya discover the white-eyed species? Yeah, so what he did, Kendall, Dr. Shahia
1: sequenced the DNA of a myriad of bird specimens from both Borneo and Sumatra. And he compared them to other specimens from the region because he just wanted to ascertain the degree of genetic relatedness from the different species in the surrounding islands. And what he discovered when he began studying the white-eyed bird was that he noticed that it was quite genetically different from the other species that he examined. So he concluded that the white-eyed bird and should be identified as a completely different species just because it wasn't genetically similar to the other species we studied in the area.
0: Okay, yeah. Definitely an interesting story. Thank you for sharing, Anna. <laughs> You're
1: welcome, Kendall.
0: It was very interesting. Or should I say spooky? <laughs> <laughs> now, I found uh, research on a particularly spooky bird, uh, the raven. <clears throat> specifically the cryptid species of ravens known as the Californian ravens. Across North America, ravens do not have any morphological differences. However, researchers have discovered that there were two distinct genetic groups of ravens, the ones in California and the ones everywhere else in America.
1: Oh, okay, that's incredible. I just thought there was like one type of raven. Um, So these ravens, you said they don't have like any physical differences apparently.
0: No, actually there were some notes taken on their morphology and when these ravens were around, the California ravens, they were noted to be slightly smaller than the other ravens.
1: Okay, that's incredible. And so when were these ravens actually around Kendall?
0: Well, they are unfortunately no longer around. There aren't any more purebred California ravens today. The reason why they're not here any longer today is very mysterious. Let's see, to give some background, about 1.5 million years ago, ravens in California became isolated from the other ravens found in North America. This is thought to be due to a geographic isolation caused by a physical barrier between the two groups, like maybe such like a mountain range or a new forest, something like wow. that. Yeah. Because the isolation from the other ravens occurred over an extended period of time, the Californian ravens evolved into their own smaller group of species with different genetic makeup than the other ravens. However, 440,000 to 140,000 years ago, the common ravens were able to regain contact with the California ravens. The two species were actually able to interbreed after being apart for so long. And that interbreeding has led to the wipeout of Californian ravens. Researchers have marveled at how the mixing of the two different species could wipe out the ancient California species.
1: Wow, that's incredible. So um, like you were saying, Kendall, how are, are the researchers able to track the split and fusion of two different raven species?
0: Well, they were actually able to study the DNA of the California ravens. So even though California ravens are able to mate with other ravens, they have different DNA than the other ravens. Okay, yeah,
1: that that makes sense, Kendall, thank you.
0: (laughs) So even though the story includes the wipeout of an ancient species, there is a glimmer of hope for the California ravens to live on, as this species branched off into another species of raven known as the Chihuahuan raven that currently are geographically isolated from the rest of the ravens in North America, and they're mostly found in the Southwest in Mexico. This speciation occurred while the California ravens were isolated from the rest of the raven population. (laughs) Well, good for them. Yeah, they continue on somehow. (laughs) Indeed they do, Kendall.
1: Well, thank you everyone so much for listening with us. Let us wrap up a bit. Some key points that we want to hit on before we are done is how cryptic species can impact classification efforts. Cryptic species themselves create taxonomic and evolutionary ambiguity. This is a problem because various biological factors could lead to the inaccurate lumping of different species or the separation of the same species.
0: Mm -hmm. Also, there isn't any guideline for how morphologically similar or genetically different cryptic species should be. In the case of the ravens, the two groups were classified as different species to do genetic differences. However, they were able to reproduce fertile offspring when they regained contact with the other ravens. So they can be argued to not even have enough genetic difference to be considered different species at all. Cases like these call for a clear definition on what defines a species and what defines a cryptic species.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Kendall. Well, everyone, I'm Anna Jones.
0: <laughs> I'm Kendall Garrison and this was Tales from the Crypt. Hope you learned something mysterious and maybe even a little spooky about cryptic bird species. Goodbye.